0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. A God that is for us, a God who loves us beyond ourselves, beyond our needs, beyond our sins, beyond our depravity, beyond our, ourselves. He, he loves us so much. And, you know, yesterday my mum reminded me that 29 years ago on this very day, as a family, we all gave our lives to Christ. Which is kind of a big deal because there's nine of us. So the pastor was very happy that day. Nine people raised their hand. I, I, I see that hand. I said, "Oh, I see that hand and that hand and that hand." And it was just one family. But I'd been raised religious. I'd been raised in religion. Went to a, a religious school. All my upbringing. All, and I knew about a God, but I, I'd never entered into a relationship with Him. But 29 years ago on Resurrection Sunday at a C3 Church in Sydney something happened where I left knowing about God and I entered into a relationship with God and each of us have that opportunity here this morning well you might have been taught or told about a God it's far off in the never never and is this ethereal presence but I want to let you know today that God is real and God is for you and he loves you and that's what Easter is all about you know uh, all across the globe today and tomorrow when it's Sunday somewhere else John three sixteen will be referenced and I'm going to do exactly that here this morning and John three sixteen says this it's for God so loved the world if you hear nothing else this morning I want you to hear that you're loved as you are where you are in the midst of whatever circumstance you might find just God loves you and he loves you with a passion you may have been told other things by other people that you're unlovable or or that nobody could ever like this about, but but God loves you just for who you are. You're created in his image. You reflect his nature and his glory in the earth. God loves you. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I love that. The cross... Of Jesus Christ is a universal symbol of of love and sacrifice. The the beating heart of God is your life made whole. And He sacrificed His Son that you could live that way. We're all born with a broken, sinful nature. And and God did all that He could to bridge the gap of separation. So He died and then rose again so that we could enter into love with Him and as I said, you need to know that God loves you and he's for you. You may feel like all of life and everybody else that you know and circle is against you, but God is with you and he's for you today. He didn't come to con- condemn anybody. The only reason God came was to connect with you so he could enter into a relationship with you and bring you salvation. And I just want to look very briefly at Matthew 11:28, And it says this, it's a scripture, a scripture. In the book of Matthew, it says, come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden. Another version says burdened. All of us carry burdens in life, whether it be fear, it be anxiety, shame, guilt, the past, thoughts about the future. But we're burdened down in life. But, but here, and this is Jesus speaking, It says, come to me, all of you who are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love this. I, I love it it's so descriptive, it's so complete. And the whole story of Easter is the story of Jesus making a way that we could come to him and find rest. And I find that Amazing. God wanted to create a way. He wanted to make a way so that you could find rest. Not that you would worry more, that you would work harder, not that you would strive to be or to become or do something and be something in life. God entered into the equation of humanity so that we would find rest, that we would enter into peace. And if humanity today needs anything, it needs peace. So many people day in and day out live without peace lived burdened and anxious and and bound up, Jesus Christ came to set us free. He came to set every single one of you free today. He came to set me free, and I need it. I need freeing from my past. I need freeing from my thoughts, from my anxieties, from my... We all need the touch of God in our life, and that's what Resurrection Sunday represents, an ability to, to cross over a, a, a line in the sand and say it's a new day. I'm going to enter into a new day that God made a way for me. Amen? Come on, let's, uh, let's put our hands together this morning. He doesn't want you wearied. He wants you at rest. But, and I don't even know why this is. I find that we do life masked. We present <laughs> like we're at rest, like we're in peace, but really we're still carrying the burdens and the fears and the anxieties and the shame that we we hold on to all the things that Christ came to take from us. And I don't know if it's in our humanity, it's in, it's in our nature, it's in who we are, how we're raised, or but, but Jesus said, just come to me and you'll find rest. Come to me and lay down those things that hold you bound so I can take them up. And the reason Jesus can take our concerns and our worries and carry them on our behalf is because he first carried the cross. He first went to Golgotha. He went to Calvary and was crucified as a common criminal. He was beaten and battered and bruised on our behalf so that he could carry our shame and our guilt and our fear, your sin, your sickness, and every other thing. And I love it was referenced before in Isaiah that by his stripes we've been healed. Past tense, it's been done. It's already been done for you today. You can enter into all that God has for you because it was done for you. Once and for all, it is finished. Now, the devil wants to remind you that that this has happened and that's happened and this is what you're walking for, but Jesus made a statement. Once and for all, it is finished. And I I want you to allow that to wash over your soul today. Don't be consumed by those things that have presented themselves in your world and, and, and seemed insurmountable. When there's a mountain, let's just walk around that mountain. Jesus wants to accompany you through that valley. He wants to take you to that mountaintop. He wants to lead you to victory. You don't have to stay where you are. Amen? Amen? Jesus came to carry our concerns and to create a place of peace for us to abide in. In John 19 it says this, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished and to fulfill scripture he said I am thirsty and a jar of sour wine was sitting there so they soaked it in a sponge, put it on a hyssop branch and, and held it up to his lips and when Jesus had tasted it he said it is finished then he bowed his head to the ground and gave up his spirit. The reason Jesus came to earth, the entirety of his mission was your freedom. Freedom the entirety of the mission of Christ was that you would live free, that you wouldn't be bound, that you wouldn't have to do life masked, and we acquire so many masks over time, masks of joy, I'm happy when really I'm sad, the, the, the mask of peace when really I'm, I'm I'm just stirred up, Jesus came to set you free that you could take that mask off, that you could just be you. and. When Jesus said it, it was finished, righteousness was perfected. Divine justice was satisfied. Blood was shed. Sins were forgiven. Reconciliation was achieved. Death was conquered. And salvation was secured. Just through one statement, well, through one act of, of love, laying his life down for ours. And, and the amazing thing is, it says in, in Galatians 5, 1, it says, it's for freedom that Christ has set you free. Just because you're you. Just because he loves you just because he's for you. He wanted you free just to be who he had created you to be. It says, stand firm then. Don't let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. And if I've learned anything in life, it's that freedom isn't being able to do just whatever I want. Because we all want to be able to just do whatever we want. The Bible says that all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. True freedom in life is not in being able to do just what I want, it's in being able to be who I am. Freedom in life is when I can accept me. I want to let you know this morning that Jesus accepts you. And he wants you to accept you. You made some mistakes. You've done some stuff. You've been through some stuff. Things have been done to you. Today, he wants you to lay those things down. Stop carrying those burdens. Stop holding to what's actually holding to you. See, the longer I walk and the longer I hold onto things, what I, what I find is it gets a hold on me. It gets a hold on my thoughts, it gets a hold on my emotions and I can't break free of the thing I was holding on to and I should have let go of. His, his burden is easy and his yoke is light. He wants you to transact with him today so that you don't carry what you have been carrying. True freedom is being able to be you without shame or fear and that's why he said it is finished. It's a cliched saying but I want to declare it over you today, shame off you people and life and words and actions might have put shame on you well today I'm telling you because of the cross shame comes off you you're a new creation in Christ Jesus the old is gone you can be washed clean today not burned anymore we got one life to live this isn't a dress. this is one life to live and I want you to live it free and clear and light and and open to all that God has for you amen and, I, and what I love about Resurrection Sunday is that Jesus didn't just come. He, did, he came into the midst of our mess, into the midst of our outage, but he didn't just come. He came to become. He came to become everything we hate, everything we despise, everything we fear, everything that we carry. He came to become it so that we could let it go. And, and, and I want to encourage you, Isaiah 53, it says, surely... He took up our pain and he bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed. You know, one of the, uh, one of the things that I find most amazing about Jesus is he always chose to do life with those others would avoid. He chose to do life with the marginalised, with the branded, with the labelled, with the sinners, with those that religion said weren't worth it. He loved to do life with real people, right in the middle of their mess. I don't know if you've ever felt like that, I have many times. Messed up, messing up, not living exactly as he wants me to live, but he says, let me do life with you, let me get in the middle of your situation. And what I love about it is, as I've been reading and studying this for for a long time now, it's interesting that Jesus never condemned anybody for who they were. He only ever addressed what they did. The enemy wants you condemned because of what you've done. Jesus wants you free today. He wants you free to be who you've been created to be. And I love it because there was a a woman at a well who was living with a man who wasn't her husband and had five before him. And Jesus didn't condemn her. He just pointed to a better way of living. There was, there was a prostitute, a woman caught in adultery and Jesus didn't condemn her. He said, go your way and sin no more. There, there was a tax collector that, that was up a tree and Jesus said, come with me. I don't condemn you or your actions or your past. I'm gonna dine with you tonight and show you a better way to live. Jesus, all he ever wants to do is show you a better way to live how to live in freedom, how to how to do life affirmed. You need to know today that Jesus affirms you, just as you are, right where you are. You, you're not perfect, but let's keep journeying towards perfection. You, you, you haven't made it yet, you haven't achieved all that God has for you to achieve, but He wants to journey alongside you so that you can. His word says that He never leaves us nor forsakes us, and I don't know about you, but that helps me. The fact that a good and loving Father, a Savior, came into my mess and says, let me journey with you so I can clean it up. Come on, can we just put our hands together for God today? The reason Jesus spent so much time with real people over religious people was real people do life without a mask. Religious people are always masked, appearing to be what they're not. You see, a whole group of people got around this woman that was caught in the act of adultery and were about to cast a stone and they were religious and they were pious and they were wearing masks. But Jesus made one statement, he said, those who are without sin cast the first stone. And all the stones started dropping. Thud, 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 everybody left. And Jesus said to this moment, in a moment, this woman, he said to her, where are your accusers? She said, they've all left. And he said, I don't condemn you either, go your way. I want to encourage somebody here to say, you've been carrying the weight of things for too long. Let it fall to the ground. Go your way and sin no more. Go your way and do life with Jesus. Go your way and, and walk his path and his journey. And his, his, his word says that it's, it's a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path, that He he wants to lead you and guide you. And as I was thinking through this morning, I thought, Every single one of us here today have done things that religion would say disqualifies us from relationship with Christ. Every single one of us. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So every single one of us, religion would say, have done things that disqualify us from relationship with Jesus. But in the midst of religion, Jesus says, come to me anyway. Come to me. I'm your answer. I'm all need." Do you know what I love? Jesus knew he was their answer. He knew that just by being with them that the answer would come. All you need is Jesus in life, in in your challenges, in your storms, in in what you face. On Resurrection Sunday, Jesus Christ is alive, seated at the right hand of the Father. He is all you need. Come on, one more time. Let's put our hands together. This is in Romans 5, starting in verse 9. But God shows us clearly and he proves to us his love by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, died for us therefore since we've been justified and made right with christ by his blood how much more certain shall we be of salvation through him and the and the indignation of wrath from god jesus is the answer religion doesn't think it needs jesus because it's got it's got laws and it's got rules and it's got works but relationship allows jesus in opens the door it says come on in come into my life come into my heart I need you. I acknowledge that I need you. Relationship allows Jesus into the midst of our situation so that he can do a work on us. And you know what? The, the story of Easter isn't a story of a meek and mild shepherd who was beaten and brutalized and, and, and murdered at the, at the whim of man and slain against his will. The, Easter is about an all-powerful, eternal gladiator that voluntarily went to the pit of hell on our behalf, that whooped the devil's butt, that took back their keys of sin and death, who rose victorious and said, it is finished. It is finished. Devil your reign, your your, your attack on people's lives. My people don't have to live subject to to the lies of you anymore. They are free. And I wanna encourage you today because of the cross, you can be free. I might get the team to come if they would, but you can take off whatever mask you're wearing and lay it down. Just as you are, you are perfect in the sight of God because he sees you through his eyes, not through the eyes of man, not through the eyes of the past. You know, the funny thing is the Bible says as far as the east is the west, God chooses not to remember the former things. He sees today as today. He sees it as a moment. He sees it as a time of interaction and transaction where he can come into a person's life and set them free. And I'm just glad that 29 years ago and many times since then, I asked Jesus into my life to set me free. I asked Jesus to, to be my Lord and Savior and to, to fill the gaps. God's the ultimate gap filler. He rose to fill the gaps in your life, the deficiencies in your world, the, the dispositions, the leanings that you have that are away from Him. He, he wants to come and write what's wrong in our lives. And again, Matthew 11:28, 28, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I'm gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 is an invitation to a new life and a new way of living. And I want to extend that invitation to you this morning on Resurrection Sunday. If you're feeling weighed down or burdened by anything here today you can receive peace and joy and i don't think it's by accident you found yourself in the house of god this morning i think it's it's divine it's god being god and doing what he does and i want you to receive peace and joy because peace and joy have a name it's the name of jesus and jesus is a person that wants to come into the middle of our situations, our circumstances, our storms, our messes. And I want to ask every person here today, on Resurrection Sunday, when we come to celebrate a good and loving Saviour, will you allow Him in? Will you take off any masks of guilt or shame or fear or whatever it is that's happened in your life, and will you lay it down and say, I want to leave religion perhaps, or I, and I want to enter into relationship." So I'm gonna ask just everybody here to close their eyes this morning. I sense the presence of God in this hall. I sense the peace of God, the love of God, the acceptance for every single one of his kids sitting here today. And I wanna invite you to come into a relationship with God, not not a, a religion, not a church with a title no, i want you to enter into relationship with jesus christ today and just while every eyes closed every heads bowed i'm not going to invite people to come forward this one we're going to pray with that but i'd love you just to lift your hand long enough so i can see it, it says christian i want to do that this morning i want to enter into relationship with jesus or i want to come back into relationship with jesus would you lead me in a prayer so if that's you here this morning, I'd love you just to lift your hand and say, yeah, that's me, Christian. Thank you very much. If there's anybody else, just lift your hand and say, yeah, I want to pray that prayer with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. If there's anybody else, just lift your hand. The greatest thing I ever did was pray this prayer. And I tell you, that the, the change that happens when you know that you're doing life with God rather than just knowing of God is significant and powerful. And God wants to be strength in your life. He wants to bring vision and hope to you, to your soul, so that you can dream towards the future. Who else is there this morning? Say, yeah, Christian, that's me. Pray with me this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I tell you what, would you just stand with me this morning, church? It's Resurrection Sunday. We're going to pray together. And for those people that raise their hand, I want you to say this loud. I want you to say it from the bottom of your heart. We're just going to say this prayer together. Would you repeat it after? Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for dying in my place. I receive salvation now. Thank you for the work of the cross, that it was total and complete, and that my freedom was bought at a price. Lord, I thank you.